You're listening to The Fit Habit, where we explore how to stay well and fit well after 40. My name is Karen McGill. I'm the host of the show. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. It's Karen, and holy smokes, it's September. I can't believe it. Uh, I am coming to you today with a really exciting topic. It is not related to fitness, but it is tangential in the sense that it's related to you learning more about yourself uh, and using it as a tool for self-coaching, if you will, Uh, because I think that self-coaching is a really important part of evolving yourself and transforming in all areas of your life, not just in your fitness and health. But today, uh, this tool in particular is... Something that I've been working with, I think I've shared with you guys that I am going through a coach certification program. And again, I've been coaching since 2013 in the context of fitness and nutrition. And a lot of uh, that sort of coaching is also teaching as well, right? Like providing ideas and strategies and helping clients understand where their weaknesses are and developing strategies with them uh, to co-create a healthier life. And uh, so that's part coaching, part teaching. What I'm learning and going into uh, with this coaching program is really understanding that life coaching, if you will, the context of life coaching, is entirely focused on helping the um, client understand the essence of themselves and understand and see themselves from a new perspective and understand and see what is possible for them so that they can move forward. Because so much of our lives and our struggle is stories and narrative that's based on thoughts and thoughts are not real. Um, And it, you know, it blows my mind. I'm learning so much these days about the neuroscience of behavior, far more than I ever did in my graduate studies in psychology. Uh, and just how much our stories hold us back. So there's so much exciting stuff there. But, you know, it's a very big concept that needs to be broken down in order to be effective. And that's always what I want to bring to my audience of how do we use these big sort of lofty esoteric tools and bring them into our lives so um, we can think uh, about ourselves differently and think about new possibilities for ourselves. And that's what today is all about. Today I'm going to talk to you about your strengths, your character strengths. And this is really the essence of you. And before we get into character strengths, I want to define what it is and also separate it from values. So I'm going to start with values because that's a little bit easier to wrap your brain around. Your values is what is most important to you. Personally, my values are my health, my wealth, and um, my connection to myself and relationship to others. Uh, Others being, you know, like my family, my friends, uh, but also my connection to something bigger than myself. I'm not a religious person, but I am quite spiritual. So, and just my connection to me, uh, because all of that comes down to authenticity and really moving myself forward from a place of uh, what's best for me because I've spent an entire life not doing that and it's a retraining. So a lot of the coaching that I'm going to be doing going forward is going to be about that, Um, especially women. We're just trained to be things, right? Like be skinny, be smart, be quiet, be seen and not heard. And that's the training that we get as young kids, especially if you're Gen X, you're 40 and above, These are the things that you heard and this is what you did to be good. And now that you're an adult, it's hard to move out of those very ingrained programmed 
ways of being where now it's all about you being you. And what the hell does that even mean? Uh, Because very often we don't know who we are. So I'm hoping that today's uh, podcast is going to be helpful in just bringing some broader perspective to that. And we can continue to drill down. But what I really just want to be is useful and give you tools that you can then explore further. Because obviously, this is only a 30 minute podcast, so I can't get into too much. But values are those things that are most important to us. And I shared what mine are. I hope that your value, um, whatever they are, uh, includes taking care of yourself physically. Because without your health, if that's not one of your top three, you gotta move it in there. (laughs) I really want to gently invite you to move that into your top three. uh, Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you you don't have the fundamentals to take care of anything else that's important to you, whether that be your family or um, your financial stability or your dog or whatever else have you. You got to take care of yourself first. Remember, oxygen max- mask on yourself first. So uh, what I am going to do is um, in the blog post that accompanies this uh, podcast, I'm going to link to uh, a values assessment that I thought was really interesting. Uh, I don't have the website offhand. So if you look in the show notes, you're going to see uh, a a link to the blog post. Click on that. It will take you through to both the values assessment and also this character strengths assessment that I'm going to walk through today. But I just want uh, you to understand the value context, the context of values being what's most important to you, what you spend your most time uh, and energy on, uh, and what, you know, you look at your bank statement, you'll see what your values are. You look at your calendar, you'll see what your values are, you know? And sometimes they don't align with what you want your values to be. And that's a whole other topic that we can cover in a different day. But I want you to get a sense of what values are, which is just basically what's most important to you and how you spend the majority of your time and energy. Character strengths are something different. Now, uh, the VIA character strength assessment was developed by um, Martin Seligman, who is the father of positive psychology. You've heard of that um, that new field. And positive psychology was born in around the 70s. And it was really Martin Seligman being like a clinical researcher uh, in psychology and seeing that, you know, so much of psychology comes from the basis of pathology. Uh, and even in my own psychology training, we were always looking at, you know, what's wrong and how to make it better. And in clinical psychology, um, when you are learning therapy, and I'm not a therapist, but part of the therapeutic process is understanding that your client it comes to you with a pathology that you need to then fix. Whereas with coaching, you uh, have a client come to you who is unequal and wants to get better and wants to grow. So coaches don't work on pathology. They work on development and moving forward and changing mindsets. Whereas um, uh, clinical psychotherapy and all of um, those practices are more on fixing what has happened in the past. Uh, And I almost went down that route, but I'm really glad that I didn't. I'm really glad that I found coaching because really what lights me up is helping other people find what lights them up. And I hope today is going to help you do that. So back to the character strengths. Uh, Martin Seligman saw this um, gap in psychology where we really are just looking at pathology as opposed to what makes a human thrive. And from that was born this new study of positive psychology, which is quite famous and quite um, quite popular today. And uh, you can do a whole master's and PhD in positive psychology now um, out of Penn State and I think a few other institutions, but that's where he teaches. Um, a part of his uh, practice 
and his work and research has come it has developed into a set of assessment tools. Uh, if you and I will link to all of this again, so you don't need to write anything down. But uh, via character.org is where you can find all of these assessment tools, and they are all free. And they have been used and practiced and so um, finely tuned that they're probably the most effective uh, measurement tools available in psychology today, and they're highly regarded. So I want you to know that this comes from a place of um, academic rigor and uh, just quality work. Uh, so what happened with the VIA Character Strengths Assessment is um, a number of great minds in psychology came together and looked across all cultures and religions and, um, you know, gender, race, everything, and found patterns of character strengths across all of these. So they came up with 24 character strengths that belong to every single human being. We all have these character strengths within us, whether you are a Muslim living in Afghanistan or you are living somewhere in South Africa um, as part of a native tribe or you're living in New York City uh, working at an iBank. We all as human beings have these character strengths. And what I'm going to do is run through the character strengths. Right. There are, 20, like I said, 24. So this is going to take a minute to go through them. Uh, and just a brief um, summary of each. As you listen to them, I want you to think about the ones that sound most like you. Um, think about the, maybe the top three or top five that sound most like you, because this will be an interesting practice if you listen to them all and think, oh, that sounds like me, that doesn't sound like me. And then I want you to go take the test. It's free. Uh, and see how uh, well, you are attuned to your own character strengths. I think that would be a really interesting exercise. So bear with me now. I'm going to take a wee drink of water because we've got 24 of these to go through. But they're interesting. Okay, so the first one is appreciation of beauty and excellence. And um, that quote to kind of, I will read a quote that describes it very briefly. I recognize emotionally and emotionally experience and appreciate the beauty around me and the skills of others. So that can be like appreciation of art or, you know, beautiful scenery or anything like that. The next one is bravery. I act on my convictions and I face threats, challenges, difficulties, pains, despite my doubts and fears. The next one is creativity. Uh, I'm creative and conceptualizing something useful, coming up with ideas that result in something worthwhile. Curiosity. I seek out situations where I gain new experiences without getting in my own way or other people's way. Fairness. I treat everyone equally and fair, and I give everyone the same chance, applying the same rules to everyone. Forgiveness. I forgive others when they upset me and or when they behave badly towards me and I use that information in my future reactions towards them. Gratitude. I am grateful for many things and I express that thankfulness to others. Honesty. I am honest to myself and others and try to present myself and reactions accurately to each person and I take responsibility for my actions. Hope. I realistically and also full of optimism, I'm realistic and also full of optimism about the future, believing my actions and feeling confident with the way, with the way things will turn out well. Humility. I see my strengths and talents uh, as, as humble, but I am humble, sorry, um, not seeking to be the center of attention to receive recognition. Humor. I approach life playfully, making others laugh, finding humor difficult in difficult and stressful times. 
judgment. I weigh all aspects objectively and making decisions, including arguments that are conflict with my convictions. Kindness. I am helpful and empathetic, regularly do nice things for others without expecting anything in return. Leadership. I take charge and guide groups through meaningful goals, ensure good reactions among group members. Love. I experience close loving relationships that are characterized in a giving and receiving love, warmth, and caring. Love of learning. I am motivated to acquire new levels levels of knowledge or deepen my existing knowledge with the skills in a significant way. Perseverance. I persevere towards my goal despite obstacles, discouragements, or disappointments. Perspective. I give advice to others by considering different and relevant perspectives and using my own experiences and knowledge to clarify the big picture. Prudence. I act carefully and cautiously, looking to avoid unnecessary risks, planning with the future in mind. Self-regulation. I manage my feelings and actions and discipline self-controlled ways. Social intelligence. I am aware uh, and understand my feelings and thoughts, as well as the feelings and thoughts of those around me. Spirituality. I feel spiritual and believe in a sense of purpose or meaning in my life. And I see my place in the grand scheme of the universe and find meaning in everyday life. So personality, I just want to sidebar there, doesn't necessarily mean religion. Teamwork. I am helpful and contributing group member and feel responsible for helping the team reach its goals. And zest. I feel vital and full of energy, approach life's feeling and activate with enthusiasm. That didn't feel like the very, it didn't feel like 24 there, but there you go. And they are all um, filtered under the headings of wisdom, courage, humanity, justice, temperance, and transcendence. So for example, like gratitude and spirituality fall under transcendence, whereas um, self-regulation and um, judgment, um, prudence, those would fall under temperance. So we kind of usually generally have one or two sort of top headings where our main strengths fall under. So, okay, I wrote, I read all of those to you. Um, I'm curious, did any pop up as that's definitely me or that's definitely not me? Um, I definitely had my feelings about this and I've done this several times. I've known about this study for, since my graduate work. So uh, I've done the study um, a couple of times. I've done it over the course of like 10 years and it changes a little bit. I think one thing that's important to, to underscore is A, we all have these personal strengths, but B, we use them at different times in our life. So this is what I want to get into now. Before you even go take the test, I want you to kind of understand this in the context of your life. Your life obviously goes through seasons and phases. So there's going to be points in your life where uh, certain strengths are you draw on them more. And as you draw on them more, you build a muscle towards them. Just like if you do a bunch of bicep curls every day, your biceps are going to get bigger. So if you draw on your gratitude every day, maybe because you're going through a hard time and you're a very hopeful, optimistic person, I've just named two character strengths there. Um, you, you know, instead of looking at poor me, you're like, but you know what? I'm grateful for this, this, and this. So those are two character strengths that are, uh, very close to one another and play off each other. And they also happen to be two of my top three strengths. Um, 
personally, and I'll use myself as sort of an anecdote going forward to kind of put these in context for you, my top five strengths, love of learning, hope, which is optimism, and um, gratitude. Those are my top three. And then the next three, I don't remember the order of them, but it's curiosity, social intelligence, and spirituality. And I think that those are really part and parcel of where I am in my life today. I've gone through some tough times, as we all have, especially in the past two years. And it would be very easy for me to drop into a victim mentality of, you know, woe is me. You know, I just got this um, uh, diagnosis and, you know, I am struggling with a few health things. So woe is me. That could be one way of looking at my ADHD diagnosis that I got this year. Instead, I'm just so freaking grateful that I got that diagnosis. Yes, I have had my periods of like, you know, how things, I've had a period of mourning, whereas in how could things been different when I was a kid and nobody knew that this was my issue and I just thought I was dumb and incompetent, but instead I just had this like different brain that nobody was aware of because it wasn't known back then for young girls. And I can look back at my life and say, yeah, things could have been so much better for me. But you know what? I am who I am today because of everything that has happened to me. And, you know, while life is not perfect ever, life's always 50-50, I always look at the great things that I have in my life and I'm so grateful for them. And that makes me feel so good. I can go down a pity hole just like the next person, but it always makes me feel like crap. But if I stay in gratitude, I feel really good. That also serves my optimism, which is my other top strength. My optimism is what helps me stay in the context of a growth mindset. You know, I'm not where I want to be. No, rarely is anybody. Sidebar, you are probably feeling like you're not where you want to be in life. And I assure you, you are not alone. None of us are. But the thing is, whenever you feel like you're, you know, if you have like certain criteria that I need to, I will feel like I'm at where I should be in life when I have X, Y, and Z, you're going to get to X, Y, and Z one day, and then you're going to, you're going to have a new bar. So I want you to know that feeling of not being where you are in life is part of the human condition and it doesn't go away. And the day that you stop wanting something new or striving towards something new is probably like the start of your death. You know, like life is striving towards new things. So instead of feeling sorry for yourself that you're not where you want to be, have gratitude that you've like, look back and see where you've come from. Because if you're sitting here listening to this podcast, you're somebody who's interested in self-development and moving forward with their lives and growing and learning about themselves. And kudos to you for that. And you have grown. You have absolutely grown and you will continue to grow. So keep that in mind. Um, no matter what your strengths are, that, you know, we're always on a journey and all of us are, none of us feel like, yeah, I've totally made it. I'm just going to sit back and eat popcorn now. So, um, when I think about, you know, the strengths in my own life, top being love of learning, hope, uh, hope and gratitude, um, I think, well, how do I show up in my life is the first question that I ask myself, and how can, in the, the moments in my life that are hard, can I bring those personal strengths in? So like I just mentioned, when things are hard and when I get like a diagnosis, I, pu- I pull on those strengths and they help me through it. So as a result of my personal strengths, which are um, gratitude, optimism, and love of learning, 
I've taken the perspective of I'm grateful that I have this. Now I can move forward with it. I've invested in a coaching program that's specific to this neurology and I'm learning so much about it. And that is bringing forward my love of learning. So you can see those top three um, strengths right there. And as I'm learning and I'm grateful to be learning and I'm grateful for all of these teachers and coaches I have in my life that know so much more about ADHD than I ever did. I'm so like inspired and optimistic about the future and optimistic about how I'm going to pay it forward and bring this into my own coaching practice, which brings forward my spirituality, my sense of something bigger and how I can uh, give back. So when I think about that in the context of my life, it's really quite interesting how my top strengths really support and serve me. Another one of my top strengths, and this is probably, I think, number seven, is humility. And I do, I do feel like I'm a, hum, a, a humble person, and I feel like that is part of my upbringing. If you have an Irish family, then you know that um, they generally don't celebrate strengths a lot, and they like to keep you sort of like humble and bring, not bring you down. Like, I don't want to make my, my family sound like, you know, they were horrible people, but Humility was a big strength or a big something that was very valued in both, you know, Irish Catholic in general. Um, so whenever there was, you know, something that I wanted or something that, you know, I wanted to be recognized for, it was like, you know, calm your, calm your hormones. Like, you know, nobody's looking at you anyway. Um, tall, tall poppy syndrome it is. It was never considered a good thing to shine. So humility is up there as a strength, but it's not necessarily a positive one. And this is sort of where I want to move into next. Sometimes your top strengths um, can be overused. And for me, humility can be overused. Sometimes um, when I do great things and I'm recognized for them at work, I'll say, well, you know, it was a team effort. Or if somebody says to me, wow, you look really great tonight. Oh, you know, I look like hell. Or, oh, it's a beautiful dress. Oh, this whole thing. That's humility to the point where I'm kind of knocking myself down a peg. And I've since really embracing this tool of the character strengths, I've started to realize where that has been a problem for me. You know, sometimes optimism can be a problem for me in the sense that, you know, I'm always sort of looking for the benefit or I'm looking for the, I'm looking at the positive. And I've had feedbacks in my, feedback in my relationships with some of the closest people to me that, you know, sometimes my, my positivity is not helpful. Sometimes people don't want to hear you know, oh, but, you know, here's the silver lining or, but look at it this way. Cause I always want to pull people into the positivity a positive attitude. Cause I want to help people and I want to lift people up, but sometimes people don't want to be lifted up. Sometimes they just want you to hold space for what they're feeling in the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm not very good at that because I have, um, such an aversion to, uh, a victim mentality. I immediately go there. And that's not fair to the person who is expressing sadness to me. I need to be able to, you know, let them hold them, hold space for their sadness and their discomfort, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. That's where I need to do the work. And that's where I see my sense of optimism, um, not being, uh, being uh, like overplaying my optimism or it being too much of a strength. But I can then lean on my love of learning and my spirituality and know that I can learn to be a bit different and I can learn to just hold space and have compassion for somebody who's hurting that doesn't necessarily want like a positivity speech. 
and, um, you know, just help them by being there for them and listening to them. So can you understand how there's that interplay of all of those various different character strengths and how they play in my life? And as I get to know them more and I work with this tool, I can see, wow, I really need um, to maybe like downplay this or level that or look at it in different situations. Now, what you might be wondering is, well, what about all the character strengths that, you know, you didn't bring up as part of your personality? Things like persistence, self-regulation, leadership, teamwork. You know what? Those are all at the bottom for me. A really interesting one is that persistence is at the bottom for me. But at the same time, there are certain things in my life. Persistence being like, you know, you keep at something and you keep going no matter how difficult it is. Consistency is a struggle for me. And I'm sure having listened to this podcast, you know that as much as I try to get it out weekly, it doesn't always happen. Um, I struggle with consistency. Um, and, and as a result, persistent, uh, being persistent is not a big character strength of mine. But in some areas of my life, I am very consistent. Like I work out every day. I've shared that with you all the time. I do that because I see the immediate benefit. It's not just, you know, it keeps me lean. It keeps me healthy. It keeps me energetic. It, it sends blood to, or it, like it sends blood flow to my brain. Blood flow to my brain is good because it makes me feel better mentally. It makes me feel more alert and it helps me manage my ADHD naturally. So for all of those reasons, I know that, working out and moving my body every day is about as important as, I don't know, you know, waking up and brushing your teeth and having a shower in the morning. You know, those things that you know you do every day just because whether you like them or not, they're a part of showing up as, you know, a tolerable human being. Um, and I know that I need my movement uh, for all of those reasons. So when I look at things that are not top of my strength list, I can first of all, look for evidence where I do draw it in and uh, know that all 24 strengths are in, in my humanity and that there will be other points in my life where I will need to draw on those. Leadership and teamwork are something that I see going forward. Leadership in particular, as I continue to grow my coaching, coaching practice, I feel like leadership has to be something that I need to develop. So what do you do if there's a character strength that, you know, you don't identify, but you see in your life that, that you need that, or, you know, maybe it's social intelligence, or maybe it's self-regulation. If you're somebody who's trying to lose weight or, you know, build a fitness practice and self-regulation, like you just can't control yourself sometimes, like how do you bring those things into your top strengths? Well, first of all, I wanted to tell you that you can this is where like intentionality about self-coaching really comes into the picture. And while I won't go through every single um, character strength because there's 24 of them, I want to give you some examples of how you can bring those in. Um, let's use leadership, for example. My coach is such a great leader. I wouldn't say she's as, as strong with teamwork, but she's definitely a great leader. And she's a great leader because she shows up consistently. She walks her talk. She walks in alignment with her uh, values and her goals. And you see it. 
you see it in her so clearly and she speaks from the heart and she's honest and very kind. And I see all of those qualities as being a good leader. Now there's a hundred other things you could call a good leader, like somebody who, you know, knows the right direction to go, somebody who's very charismatic. She, I don't think she's those things. That doesn't mean she's not a good leader. It means that the qualities of leadership that I see in her are the ones that are within myself as well that I know value are important to me and that I'm attracted to, that I can take those values, I can take those the essence of her leadership and take what I love of it and put it into myself and start adopting those things. But if I looked at somebody like Grant Cardone, who I don't know very well, but I've watched a couple of his things. And I know he's got like a big following and a big company. And a lot of people listen to him. I, he just gives me the heebie-jeebies. So his style of leadership, nothing wrong with him, nothing against him, like aggressiveness and bold and outspoken and just ego, egocentric, that sort of stuff does not appeal to me. But those are also qualities of leaders to some people. So I urge you to think about the qualities that are perhaps not high on your list that you are interested in cultivating because it's hard to cultivate all 24 at once that you think you might need at this point and this season in your life and look at somebody who um, you think exemplifies that well. Think about the things that appeal to you about that behavior and the essence of what they do in that strength and why you appreciate that about them because that's a mere reflection of you. Whatever it is, like when I talk about my coach who I think is humble and kind and just authentic, those are all qualities in me as well. So I can take my current strengths and those values and those characteristics that I think are so aligned with me and I can use that to lift up my own leadership skills sort of in her, in the shadow of what I think, not being her, being me, but using what I think is so admirable about her. Because if you're trying to become something using skills, using characteristics that don't feel authentic or natural to you, it's never going to work. You can't be something you're not. So what I love about the character strengths is that it really is truly digging into the essence of you, who you are right now, and helping you guide who you want to be in the future. So another resource I'm going to add to the blog post that accompanies this is uh, a document that was written by, I don't remember who it was written by, but he's in psychology. He's a psychologist. Anyways, he goes through all of the 24 character strengths and he lays out how you can develop the ones that you intentionally want to bring forward. Uh, and asking yourself different questions. You can use a kind of journal against it. I thought it was a really useful tool and I will include it in the show notes because what you come up with at the top five are really easy for you. They come up for you every day because you use them so often. Remember, those are the muscles you work the most. But just because your legs are weak doesn't mean you don't have legs, right? So just because your perseverance is weak doesn't mean you don't have perseverance. It's just now you need to adjust your training plan so you can build your perseverance muscle. So I kind of like those little analogies to fitness. I hope you get that. Uh, so that's where I'm going to wrap up. Um, I am going to link to the via character strengths. I'm going to link to that document that goes through how you can um, draw or, or improve character strengths that you want to work on. And uh, in terms of the character strengths, I want you, to, I want to invite you to come back to it at different stages in your life. Uh, it's always going to be free. It takes a little bit of time. There's like 200 questions. 
Um, so make sure grab a coffee and have some time to yourself to go through it. And then when you get your top character strengths, really think about that in the context of your life and how you could use them more or, you know, what might be being overused. Like and humility, I think, is a big one that's overused amongst women. And how you can kind of balance them more. This is a big step in learning who you are as a person so you can self-coach yourself into becoming more of more of the person who you are. I, I hesitated there because... I was going to say more of the person you want to be. And the person you want to be is probably the best version of yourself. Never try to be anything but yourself, but more of your authentic self, more of your most beautiful, um, authentic self. That's the best way I can say it. I know authenticity is overused a lot, but really at the fundamental, um, what this boils down to is who is the essence of you? What makes you who you are? What's important to you? And how do you focus on those strengths and maybe not worry about the things that you're not so strong on? Because the more you focus on what you're strong at, the better you're going to be, the better you're going to feel, the more confident you're going to feel, the more you're going to grow, the more you're going to have you know, the ability to try new things and not be so trepidatious and not live in fear because you have these strengths within you and you can identify them easily and you can say, yes, that is me. I'm a natural leader. I'm going to start moving more into a leadership role in my life, however that looks, whether it's fitness leadership or emotional leadership or leadership in your family, your faith, whatever it is. I'm going to stop now. I hope this was helpful. I really enjoyed sharing this. I'm really excited about this. One more tip I will say when you're on the um, uh, viacharacter.org website, I encourage you to go to resources. Uh, There's a bunch of resources there, but there's also a bunch of... um, topics and tests that you can take. Um, There is a test, another one called PERMA, and I forget what it stands for. It's an acronym, but it basically measures your happiness in life and your um, satisfaction with life in this moment. And then take it like six months or a year from now, or when a situation has changed. It's a great way to use data to really measure how you're enjoying your life and then comparing that to what's happening in your life. These are great coaching tools. Um, This is a tool that I will be using in my coaching as I begin to take on new life coach uh, or life coaching clients. Um, uh, Right now I'm sort of, you know, getting my feet wet. So I'm working with people that I feel comfortable with that I already know. Uh, But eventually I will be extending that to my audience. So people that at least know me and know my values and know how I work. But I really enjoy this opportunity to kind of share this tool with you because every new client that I take on will go through this assessment so that when they come into my coaching experience, when we coach one-on-one, I already know something really important about them so that I don't need to waste time getting to know them. If I know your values and I know your character strengths, I can already, like, I have enough to help navigate you towards uh, your own North Star. So anyway, more to come on the coaching scene, but uh, I hope this was helpful. I love you guys. Thank you for listening today, and I will talk to you soon.